Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show. Thank you very much for joining me for another episode this week. We are smashing them out, but you know, that's just that's just the way I like to do things. There's things to talk about. We've got to talk about it. Also, another shout out to Pins and Knuckles that now support Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Actually remembered to uh, mention them this week. (laughs) It's still a a work in progress though, as as they know. But you can check them out at pinsandknuckles.com or you can check out their exclusive wrestling merchandise at pinsandknucklesmerch.com. Too, and they have an exclusive shirt with me on it. And that's basically how this arrangement came about. They're helping me with merchandise. I just mentioned them on my podcast. Uh, obviously, we're coming off the back of SummerSlam and Raw and SmackDown and a bunch of uh, other big events, really, in the WWE calendar. So it seemed like a good idea to kind of have a look at the state of pro wrestling and see what's going down. And as Simon's Pro Wrestling Show is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316, please do head over there now, check it out. You may find a reward you like, including one. It's where you can come on the podcast. And that is what we're doing right now he's been on before he's come back to my man cody cody how you doing today you right yeah i'm doing all right how are you today i'm very well thank you very much dude i'm good i'm well i'm recovering from a crazy weekend i'm recovering you know from just everything that's been going down but i'm all right with it i'm all right with it like i uh i i enjoy uh i, I enjoy the madness and then when it calms down i'm always a bit like meh okay we'll get back to it dude let's 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 talk about the thing we've talked about all week, but also the thing that everybody wants to talk about, and there has been a money update, and that, of course, is Bray Wyatt. Uh, Before we get going, man, you give me your take on Bray Wyatt. Let me know everything you thought about it, you know, from conception to, you know, finally coming out at SummerSlam, and then we can actually touch upon some news that I think will will please a lot of people when it comes to the the Fiend, as we will now call him. Yeah, um, yeah, the Fiend, yeah. Um Yeah. WWE, um, I'm pretty sure for the most part, Bray Wyatt had the creative control, did he not? I will. I mean, I mean, we don't know, but if he hasn't, then whoever wrote that needs to write everything else. <laughs> so A- absolutely. Like, um, yeah. I've been blown away by this character ever since the very first Firefly Funhouse. I looked at it and I really thought I was on drugs the first time. I was like, <laughs> what? Like it came up, you know, you're, you know, all that, you know, friends and all that stuff. And I was like, what is going on? This, and then Bray Wyatt showed up and it just got better and better and more um, diabolical, more twisted as the things went on. And it's one of the best characters that WWE has ever produced. Mm, yeah, I think right now it's hard to argue. I still want somebody that has kids to get in touch with me. I want to know <laughs> what somebody with kids... Like, do you show your kids this? Do you say to them, look, we're going to watch it and then you've got to let me know if you're all right with it? I, I, it's got to... I mean, it doesn't scare me, but I'm, it's not like I'm comfortable with it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I watch it and go, oh, you know, it's still, it's still eerie. It still gets you from an atmospheric point of view. I don't right. know. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Do you show, is that is it is it too adult? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I have no idea. I can't. I can't mention it. No one will get in touch with me. Damn it! And I want to know. And <laughs> um, what, what did you think about the entrance and the lantern and the music and just the the entire presentation? The uh, the presentation was uh, really good. Uh, when I was watching SummerSlam there on, on Sunday, and he came out, and I I immediately uh, tuned into the the theme song that was remixed and like heavy rock now, and I was like, this is perfect. It all it made it even extra. Like he didn't need a new theme song. That revamp of it just made it extra special. And the the lantern was like, wow, that was Bray Wyatt's severed head. So like we're we're, we're to think that somehow he possesses him and gets rid of I don't know it's kind of maybe like an Ichabod Crane kind of thing maybe like the headless yeah, horseman absolutely uh, oh yeah absolutely dude I'm not I'm not really sure but it was the 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 presentation of him coming out was just spot on and uh, dis- despite SummerSlam having pyro this year which was amazing I'm, <laughs> was I'm, I'm really really happy that they didn't use pyro because they don't need it with this guy at all nice I, I totally agree with that like it's um sometimes less is more sometimes mm-hmm. you need to figure out what you've got and yet he'd already had so much going for him it was like do we need to you know do, do we need to do anything else like i don't no I, I don't think we did like 
I think you're, you're true. And that kind of ties into the news that's come out now. So there are rumors going around. I say rumors, who knows how true they are, that he was meant to be on TV. Like they had, uh, they had ideas for television, but then they sat down and went, actually, no, let's keep him off. And the idea now is that you don't tune in to see Bray Wyatt because you know he's going to be on. You tune in because you don't know when he's going to be on. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, if that's true, then WWE finally, after all this time, completely understands. Like completely understands. It's, that's what you should be doing. It should be a case of, well, who's he going to strike next? And is he going to turn up? And if he's not, it's almost like you, you, answer the, 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 you ask the own questions in your own head. Well, what's he doing when he's not here? You know, what's his, what's yeah. his day to day? And I think that's what's so cool about the character. Like, we, we all know that Finn Balor's going to take a couple of months off. Good for him. Genuinely, it sounded facetious. I mean it. Right. I hope he just recovers and whatever he wants to do. But I know he's just going to be being Finn Balor. And while I know The Fiend isn't real, you know, because I can suspend my disbelief with this character, I can be a bit like, well, maybe he's just, you know, carving another sculpted head. I don't know. <laughs> and I, I think that's really fun. And, I, I you know, I always say this. Sometimes... That word is the most important word in all of wrestling. Things have got to be fun before we do anything else. Because if it's not fun, why are we even watching? Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I, I like that. He's not going to be on TV. I don't even think he needs to be on TV next week. You can maybe do like a Firefly Funhouse or something like that. But, you know, I, I think you, you don't hold it off too long because you'll piss people off. But I, I think I mentioned this on an earlier episode. Find that balance. Find that balance right. and, then, and then, yeah, smash it. There was uh, there was rumors about possibly like having a Finn Balor puppet now backstage at the Funhouse. Oh, it'd be great! So he's like he's like Kirby. He's like sucking in his victims. There you go. Yeah, exactly. That, that that's a good shout for Kirby. Yeah, for sure. I love Kirby. Oh, oh man, dude, that would be. Uh, I would love that. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Well, I mean, that would that would be good. Uh, it would be really, really, the only reason I don't want that, and I, I understand that I am I am alone here. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want the Finn Balor feud to continue. That's nothing against Finn Balor, but I just don't think there's anything in that for him. Do you know what I mean? Like, in my personal opinion, anyway, I just, you know, if you continue to do that feud now, to me, it's just going to end with um, uh, Bray Wyatt losing because that's what WWE, when it does, when it comes to feuds. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would rather we're just done with it now. When Finn Balor comes back, come up with something else, you know, let's move forward, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm actually really uh, curious about this too. And I know, I know, in the past you've said that you're not really, you're not really big on the demon, which is cool, no, no big deal. Um, but I'm really curious about uh, why, like the the aura around the demon. I know hasn't been presented exactly good because sometimes they've kind of like you know WWE just has done it and it and they haven't really put much into it. But and NXT was kind of showing more that that Finn Balor demon NXT really really personified that. I, I personally I feel, but. I feel when uh, Finn Balor comes back from you know his time off, I would uh, I wouldn't want the demon really necessarily to beat Bray Wyatt. Like if if that does happen and they set that up, whether it's Survivor Series or WrestleMania or whether you know if or if it doesn't happen at all, but if it does happen, I still feel Bray Wyatt should push and push and push and just dominate because this character has so much depth to it and. It's the first time where everybody is talking about it. They they can't they they can't get enough of it. They they can't wait to see what comes next. So nobody wants to see this guy, um, you know, lose. Or the other way is if the demon and Finn Balor, or if the demon and Bray Wyatt do face each other, have the fiend just go absolutely nuts. Get him like have him have the lose like have him have have him have the L, but have him get DQ'd right. Like beat up Finn Balor to the point where he's completely psychotic. Finn Balor, you know, the demon is laying there motionless, but he still has the win, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that works. That works fine because, again, that pushes the character. Yeah. And, that, and that's my big thing, push the character. Whatever you got to do to push the character. Because if you did a proper, a proper beatdown, nobody would be talking about the fact that there was a DQ finish. They'd be going, flipping it. WWE went hard on that beatdown. Like when Brock Lesnar was just like opening Randy Orton up yes. with elbows. I'm not saying that we should do that, but you know, that took precedence over everything else because what else were you, uh, were you actually going to talk about? Yeah, I, I, at SummerSlam when he was in the ring and he was using the gloves and you could see that that I was starting to be like a little empathetic for the character and I was I was saying to my friends at the time I was like what if he's in the ring he has the gloves on you know on his face and the heel hurt thing then the lights go out and suddenly the mask is off and the severed heads disappeared and it's Bray Wyatt looking at Finn Balor going oh my god what have I done and then the lights turn back on or turn back off the mask goes back on and then it's you know I, I don't know how they could do that really fast but it would be kind of cool. 
Oh, do anything. That's why I love characters like this. It's why I love Kane. It's why I love The Undertaker. You know, if I, it's, I'm going to segue this into the other thing I wanted to talk about. Sure. You know, I, I like, I like, I like the hocus pocus. I just do. You know, just I, I just, think, I just think it's fun. You know, I know sometimes it goes too far. Like when Kane was like shooting thunderbolts from his. You're like, well, why don't you use that in matches? You'll win. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but you know, I, I don't want that to go away from wrestling. I find it too fun. I find it too enjoyable, and it puts a smile on my face. And again, this ties into. I don't. I, let me see. I don't know how much you know about it because it all depends on you know how exposed you've been to him. What do you know about Orange Cassidy, the independent wrestler who just got signed to All Elite Wrestling? I don't know much about him. I did see the promo. I saw mm. the the juice and the blending up the contract thing. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, Sorry, I, man. Yeah, it's right. I don't actually know much about him, though, but I'm completely open to learning all about him. Well, I mean, the idea is, I don't want this to become like an Orange Cassidy podcast, but the idea is that he is a wrestler that can't be asked. Right? Oh, okay. So you know, he puts his hands in his pockets, and but then if you piss him off, he comes alive and he proves that and he proves that he can wrestle. So obviously, as soon as he got hired by All Elite Wrestling, everyone's like, "Oh, what are we doing? Are you supposed to be sports focused? I don't want these gimmicks, and it's silly, and so on and so forth." But everything we just talked about stands to reason here as well. The whole reason I want someone like Orange Cassidy in AEW is because you do open up a door to do different things. You know, it's not just serious, 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 which you can't have all the time. Right. You have to be able to have a variety show. The key is is ensuring that while you have something silly like that, which we'll get over with people, like, you know, especially at the moment, AEW is basically an internet-based company in terms of their fan base, and the internet loves Orange Cassidy. I mean, it's 50-50, but I think the love, I say 50-50, I still think the love outweighs the, the hate. But, you know, that's, that's my thing is that as long as your main event and your you know the, the the top of your card is serious and you're taking what you're doing seriously and you still present orange cassidy as a threat however you want to do that i think it's fine and the cool thing is when you take another step with that somebody like bray wyatt that's terrifying he can be a main event guy because he feels like he could dominate and that's that's the whole point yeah, I agree. Um, the Orange Cassidy, the way you're describing him, kind of sounds like a Brock Lesnar thing. Like Lesnar doesn't want to do much, but when he but when he's pushed to shove, he will you know put on a show and, and pretty much kill you. <laughs> I mean, he is like that. But imagine imagine the Brock Lesnar that the internet thinks he is to the point where even when Orange Cassidy kicks you, he just kind of like rubs his leg on your leg like it's the weakest kick you've ever seen in your life. Look, it's pure comedy and it's pure silly. And I admit that it probably has a shelf life, but I'll be damned if it's not entertaining. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 you know, when I was watching it, it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, why has nobody else thought about doing this? Like, you know, it's stupid. I don't, I don't understand what people want, especially because most people are like, oh, we need... You know, we need something new. We need something fresh. You're given something new and fresh. No, not that. That sucks. It's like, okay, well, you can't. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? I think you just want, I don't think you just want to complain. But I hope we are moving back to this place where, you know, there are more gimmicks and over the top characters and silliness and, you know, whatever words you want to use. I think wrestling's better when we do that. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm uh, I'm probably going to go look up some videos of Orange Cassidy now after, after the podcast. But, um, I agree that we need um, we, we need some silliness because sometimes that just you know it brings us it, it brings us together as fans. We're like, oh my god, this is hilarious! I can't I can't wait to see like, you know, just throwing this out there. And I'm not trying to segue into it. I'm just you know using an example, uh, the 24 seven title. Like that's that's funny as hell, but at times it's also kind of serious in a way. So, you know, it that that's that sort of thing makes us all laugh and enjoy it. Yeah, no, that's it, man. Let's talk about the twenty four seven title. Okay. I think we, I think we may be segueing into some other stuff with that, and I think WWE's timed that perfectly as well. I think WWE's timing as of late has been great. Like, I liked all the R Truth and Drake stuff, but it has to run its course eventually. Right, right. And you know, the fact that Elias won the belt but didn't lose it straight away to me says, okay, we're now moving Elias into that division, and you can you know be happy or sad about that depending on how you feel. Um, when it comes to you know when it comes to Elias, but I, I I thought when I was watching him do his latest concert on Raw before Ricochet interrupts, I was like you know I think I'm done with this too. I think this needs to evolve. So to kind of push those two things together, I think you could see because the 24 seven title does have consistency, and that's why it's so easy to watch. I feel like I know where it's been, and I kind of know what it's going because I understand there's rules in place. And yeah, sure the the people that we put in that position are usually geeks, but. I don't have a problem with that. Like I don't. Not everyone can be Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Right. Um, the uh, I, it's funny that you said that about looking at the concert when uh, Elias was in there because I kind of felt the same thing. Whenever he used to come on before, you know, my name is Elias, and he'd try to you know he jingle a couple of things and trash talk the audience, whatever. It was always so funny to me. But then this time it was like, oh, 
okay, I think I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think the real problem was he should have turned he uh, heel. He should have turned face when everybody was cheering him, and then WWE changed their mind. I think that was really when it kind of all it all flipped. But hey ho, that happens. Like you know, they decided they needed a bad guy. But yeah, I think we need to do something different with him. And again, you could argue Elias is dumb. Elias is meant to be a wrestler. He spends all his time doing rock concerts in the middle of the ring. What's that? Like, what is that? If you want to talk about, I understand that WWE doesn't, you know, the thing with Orange Cassidy is that AEW was going to present itself as sports. But I, I don't think you want to get, there's characters in real sports. There's idiots in real sports. You know, if you watch uh, tennis, I can't remember his name now, but there's that Australian guy. It was in New Zealand. I can't remember. That's massively insulting. Sorry. I can't remember which one he is though. And he just goes nuts all the time. It's like, that's not sports, but people like him. Well, he's kind of divides opinion now. But you know, I, I think you have to have characters. And the, the, the best thing about wrestling is that we can create those characters. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, the 24 seven segment there with uh, Maria there a couple weeks ago, or was it a week ago? I thought there was some potential with that. Yeah. I was surprised they did that in a week. It was weird, wasn't it? We like, we did a week and then we were done. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, my friends and I were talking about like some idea about Maria being the longest reigning female, like undefeated. Cause she could hold on to that belt for like six months because she's pregnant. Nobody would take it from her. Right. So yeah, I was like, strange. I mean, I know it's Maria and nobody really likes her at this point, but can you imagine like history, like, you know, five years from now, nobody could take that away from her. No, no, I mean, absolutely not. I, I liked- she would be the longest reigning female 21st. You know, yeah. I, 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 at first I was like, oh my God, Maria has like, no. But then I was like, wait a second, there's something here, but they didn't capitalize on it, which was, but it was, it was funny. It was funny still with her husband, you know, pinning her. That was hilarious. But they they had potential there i think so it is weird they, they, they did they did fly through that and i don't know why but meh there you go <laughs> well, i mean it's, it, that that's the wwe for you they they do change their they, they change their mind very quickly but um yeah we you know i i like i i think and no one has actually really said anything to me so i'm gonna assume that we're mostly in agreement the the simon miller pro wrestling show audience I think WWE right now is doing okay. Like, you know, Raw ratings were up, SmackDown ratings were up. I know that's probably because it's, um, it's post-SummerSlam and you're always going to get that bump. But I can't remember a show where we've been like, man, well, that was crap. I'm not saying everything on the show is perfect, but I actually think we're ticking along okay at the moment if we continue to build and continue to have stories. And I'm enjoying the cliffhangers on SmackDown. It actually makes me want to tune in. I think there's a lot of good going on. I agree. I actually agree. The last few weeks have been really, they've been really pulling out things. Like ever since that, that explosion on Raw there with Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman, which was wicked. Um, that was a long, that was a long time. Ever I was watching Raw and I was like, holy shit. And that, I've, that was legit. Like that wasn't made up. That, that just, you know, it came out naturally. And I was like, oh man, this is, this is cool. And ever since then, they've been kind of building things up, getting a little edgier. And then SummerSlam happened with, you know, shouting back to Bray Wyatt earlier like, you know, the edginess and I don't Oh, And I was always saying this too. Like I don't technically need edginess all the time, but it has been getting a little bit more, you know, mm, yeah. depth. Like n- everything isn't continually 50, 50. Yeah. I, I, and that's something, you know, the roll up finish is, <laughs> I'm not, not going to say it's an issue, but just stop booking people against each other when you don't know who you want to win. Like, you know, if you're really, really struggling with who you want to win, just don't put those two people against each other. And I can handle it, and sometimes it's okay. But, you know, it's just, I say this all the time, but it's just the, the law of, of diminishing returns. If I see something over and over and over again, I'm like, well, I, I, it becomes transparent, and it becomes very see-through. And I think that's when you lose your suspension of disbelief. And let's face it, in 2019, it's harder to suspend your disbelief than ever because right. we all know the deal. We all know the deal. I know that there's a few people that probably don't. But, you know, and if you don't know the deal, you can go on somebody's Instagram or, or social media and there it is, done. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's thrown out there. So, you know, I, I, I think you do need to kind of focus on that too much. When you see roll up, roll up, roll up, roll up every week, it does get a bit like, oh, man, I'm bored. I'm just really, I'm really, really bored of seeing it. But no, like, I, the, I think it's the best time for WWE to come good. And if they can hold this momentum up till October, I think that they're only going to raise their game higher because you will get... I don't know what the AEW TV situation is going to be like. Of course, I want to, I want to enjoy it, but you don't know. Like, you just don't know what you're going to think when you sit down and watch a television show. I was thinking this the other day. I mean, I am because I just do lean on a more positive vibe, and I, I always look for the good in things. I imagine I will come out the other side and go, "Oh, that was fantastic." But we don't know that's the case. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to. They may, they may put on a product where I go, "You know what? I hate it." 
Maybe I will. I don't know what their plan is. And that's why I think it's so exciting. I like having a big question mark over things. I don't always want... Don't get me wrong. When you plan a storyline, there's a natural conclusion and it all makes sense and it's satisfying, that's great. But I also do like being on tenterhooks. Like, it ties into the whole Roman Reigns story, right? Like, who do you think called Roman Reigns, Cody? Your choice. Who do you think... Well, didn't kill him. Who do you think tried to kill Roman Reigns? Well, the odd thing is, I mean... (sighs) I know that I know the rumor out there is Daniel Bryan, which Daniel Bryan is an absolute psychopath. Like his performance on SmackDown was fantastic. The acting from him, great, amazing, right? Do you remember when people said he couldn't cut a promo? Like, what yeah, are I, talking do, about? I do remember that. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. He's definitely gotten way better, and those the, the he really puts the expressions along. But if it wasn't if it wasn't Daniel Bryan, I was actually kind of thinking, kind of on an odd way, that it could have been Bray Wyatt on some weird level, just because in the past, you know. Bray Wyatt was always, you know, anybody but you, Roman. Yeah, they had a feud. They had a feud. They had a feud. I mean, Randy Orton had a feud, too, and where people are, you know, shouting back to Bray Wyatt's apologizing and, you know, getting over all the people that he's feuded with, kind of thing. Like, maybe Matt Hardy will slide in there, too, at some point. But, I mean, it could be. I really don't know. I really don't. I mean, the rumor is Daniel Bryan, but at this point, that's the only thing I have to go on because that's the rumor. To be fair, if if it wasn't for the, you know, quote-unquote, the dirt sheets... I probably wouldn't know who it is. Yeah, that's the thing. So even if it does turn out to be Daniel Bryan, you're going to be cool with it, right? Yeah. Because it, it makes sense. It's it fine. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's okay. Like, if it is like a Luke Harper, and you're like, oh my gosh, didn't see that coming. Or it is a, yeah, Bray Wyatt. Oh, wow, amazing. But you're not going to be mad about it. You're just going to be like, okay, cool. Like, that was fun as well. And I think that that's the, that's the divide right there. And that's why it's cool to make sure you set up things that make sense. So you can kind of choose which direction you want to go in. Yeah, for and then, sure, and, then, and take it from there. So, yeah, like I, I, I think WWE is in a is in a good spot. I mean, you never know; uh, things could things could change on a whim, <laughs> as we've also seen before. Yeah, but I, I'm certainly, um, I'm certainly not against it. I'm very excited about the, the the King of the Ring as well. So they they released the the schedule for it. So basically, the first round is next week on Raw, which is the whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, the second round is on the so yeah, sorry, the first round is next week's Raw on SmackDown. Second round is the week after that. Then the semifinals are on September the 10th and 11th, and they hold that off because then the finals happen on September the 15th. So we basically have, that's basically, it's the month, month, month of today as we're recording this, even though I think this will go out on the Friday. But yeah, so we basically got four weeks of tournaments. And like, I honestly think, given the people that are in it, again, Baron Corbin, Cesaro, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Sami Zayn, Samoa Joe, The Miz, Ali, Andrade, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Chad Gable, Elias, Kevin Owens, Shelton Benjamin. Like, if you pick two of those people, I assume it'd be Raw versus SmackDown, but you don't know. If they pick two of those people and really make it a big deal, and whoever wins really underline that this could change their careers, and then you actually see it happen, I think you can bring back King of the Ring each year. I think you could probably tie it into maybe a title shot at the Royal Rumble or Survivor Series, especially Survivor Series, make that mean something. And it could be something post-SummerSlam. You know, you don't just enter a lull, which can happen sometimes. You have something right away to jump on. That's basically what they now do with Money in the Bank post-WrestleMania. So King of the Ring could become their later in the year Money in the Bank. I agree. Uh, I was super excited when I heard about the King of the Ring coming back. Uh, it's, it's funny that it happened so like on Monday because on Sunday my friend and no, my my friend and I no word of lie like we were just talking about this on my podcast uh, yet on uh, Tuesday. Um, we were sitting there before SummerSlam like during the pre-show and we we're like, you know what WWE needs because we were just coming off the G1 tournament right and you know that 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 sort of tournament and I was like WWE needs another tournament and I was like they needed eight people from Raw. Eight people from SmackDown. I don't know what to call it, but some sort of tournament. And lo and behold, the next day, they announced that. But it's, oh, there you go. I got what I wanted. <laughs> hey, man. So I, I was pretty excited for that. Yeah, I've said it with games before. Like, you know, something like Active Reloading Gears. I was surprised that more third-person shooters didn't take that on. So if somebody in W... I know the G1 Climax isn't new, but if somebody looks at you know that and thinks we can do it and we've got King of the Ring, good. I'm not going to get mad at you. I always say yeah. I, don't want, I don't want wrestling promotions to feel the same. I want them all to feel different. Absolutely. If you, you know, if you, if you can figure out a way to you know, borrow bits and make it your own, do it. And I, I know that there's room that Vince McMahon doesn't like tournaments. Okay, but tournaments are really good. <laughs> tournaments are what basically operate, all sports operate on tournaments. So you definitely, definitely should like tournaments, in my opinion. I think you should have one. Because it's just an easy way to shake up your content. 
I agree. There, there's a lot of stars that have uh, really shone in in uh, King of the Ring tournaments or just other tournaments. Or like, and I know Vince may may not like them, but he can't deny the popularity that has come from a lot of superstars over the years from the tournaments. Mm, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'll ask you this, man, and you argue it either way. And people in the comments do the same. Mm-hmm. You know, would Stone Cold Steve Austin be Stone Cold Steve Austin without winning that King of the Ring? <laughs> there's, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm just saying. Do you think it was pivotal? I do. I agree. I, I really do. Because I mean, when he said, you know, Austin three sixteen just kicked your ass. I mean, that's that's iconic, right? And it's King Stone Cold, right? You can't really. I mean, it wasn't King Stone Cold, but you know what I mean. But it was. I, I think it really it cemented his career just a little bit further than it would like without if, if you're looking back now and you say you know I don't see King of the Ring without Stone Cold and Steve Austin like if that if that never happened I mean would it make Stone would it affect Stone Cold's career maybe but I think it would I mean would. I, as 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 a fan I think it would I mean I think it could have possibly delayed stuff right yeah because having having him having him uh, win it put him on a pedestal straight away and people could say he's our winner of the king of the ring and i know there's a whole other story around that in the sense that he wasn't meant to win king right. of the ring it was meant to be triple h and so on and so forth but you know and again that's like sliding door stuff you don't you don't know if he didn't if he did which way would it go but you know it was part of his ascent to the top and i'm not saying if we give drew mcintyre king of the ring he's going to become stone cold steve austin before right. anyone go and say that but i'm saying you can use it that way with the power of hindsight and that's why i like the fact that it's coming back the only reason it sucked last time is because wade barrett won it and they treated it like a joke they treat they treated it like well what, what a moron this guy is and you're like oh okay fine. Wade it was awesome sorry Wade Barrett was awesome. He was, man. He's one of those people. I'm like, isn't it like him, Neville, or Park now? I mean, Sasha yeah. Banks before she... Let's talk about Sasha Banks. There you go. That's something else we have, we touched upon earlier in the week, but I'd like to get your, your feedback on. Happy to see her back? Not happy to see her back? Don't care? Some people don't care. That's fine. You don't have to think whatever you want. Uh, well, just before we, uh, before we go into Sasha Banks, I just wanted to know who you think is going to win the tournament. I mean, I would go Drew McIntyre. Out of that list of names... I, I, I think Drew McIntyre is the one that stands out to me. They've clearly started to renew his push. I thought his match against Cedric Alexander was awesome. Uh, he's the only one that I... I mean, I'd love it to be Samoa Joe, but I don't believe they get behind Samoa Joe, so it feels like a waste of a guess. And hey, man, let's, let's build Drew McIntyre up for a feud with Seth Rollins. Why the hell not, right? Let's, 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 just, let's just do it. Like, I think done well. I think they have great matches. And I think you could really be able to buy into that, again, if they come up with the right narrative. Who have you got, man? Who's your choice? Well, I mean, I hate to see, I hate to say, you know, pick three people, but I, I do. I, Drew, Drew was definitely one of them. But uh, it's either Ricochet or I hate to say it, King Corbin. Well, it's funny you say that, man, because <laughs> some uh, some literature came out the other day where, uh, yeah, there was um, there was some uh, rumors that on house shows in the later in the year it's going to be Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for oh, the no. Universal Championship. So there is every chance you're not wrong. And if that happens now, I will blame you, Cody. <laughs> I will say you have done this. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will take the heat. Bring it on. Bring on the booze. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, again, it all depends. It's hard. I mean, look, I understand people being pissed off if they brought him back and they put him in that spot. But at the same time, people wanted him to go away and he went away. So, you know, WWE did listen and I think it's okay. I think it's okay if it's a small feud and Baron Corbin doesn't win, right? Does that really hurt anything to get us through to the end of the year? I think it'd probably be okay. To be honest, if we had, you know, if I'm just picturing this from a, a nasty heel perspective, like the the way it was booked with Seth Rollins with the Universal Championship with Baron Corbin, it it died out so fast it was exhausting. But I know how good Corbin actually is. I was behind him a long time ago. You know, when he first came oh, out. I like him. I, I like him, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I, I think he's been used poorly, but I do like him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's something there with, you know, King Corbin and being a nasty heel. He doesn't need to be in the title picture. He can just, you know, be, be King Corbin and kind of reign supreme over, you know, certain raw segments or whatever. Like he could he could do that pretty well. Anyway, that's just the, the King of the Ring tournament. But you were mentioning uh, Sasha Banks, though. I, before, before you do, like King Corbin does sound quite good. And he would actually, he does, yeah. he, he'd actually use that really well. Damn it. <laughs> that's going to happen now. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but, maybe, but, look, but look, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing that fires him back up, right? Maybe that's it. Maybe really- he does that and all of a sudden people are like, oh, wow, I like Baron Corbin now. Yeah, it, it could be. It, could, it just all depends on how it's booked. And I mean, now that we have Paul Heyman sorting things out a bit, who knows? Yeah, dude, very good shout. If anyone knows how to accentuate the positives and hide the weaknesses, there he is, the ECW king. So... 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, man, I, I, I don't mind. I mean, let me find where's my, I've lost my list now. I'm just going to see. I, cause I, I, would, I wouldn't be totally against him winning. Who is there anyone there that I really see? I would, I would Elias to win. No. I love Sheldon Benjamin, but no, because it'd just be, it'd be they'll, they'll joke it up. Other than that, though, nah, the Miz, I wouldn't be too enthralled by him winning. Other than that, though, there's nobody else on that list that I think that'd be great. If Buddy Murphy won, for example. I think that'd be fantastic. Ali, great. Andrade, great. Polo Cruz would be good. You could actually fire him up. So, yeah, I'd say just the Miz and, um, yeah, Elias would, and Shelton, just because, uh, yeah. So, that's a pretty good, you know, they picked some pretty good names, I think, I think is the point. Yeah, so Sasha Banks, man, what did you think? Because. I don't agree with this, but hey, I'm all about trying to present both sides of the argument. She came back and a lot of people were like, oh, she moaned and she whined and she got what she wanted. And I'm like, well, we don't actually know that. <laughs> we don't actually, right. actually know what she did. But, you know, everybody handles things differently. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. I'm only going to talk about it from a fan perspective. I, I like the return. I think it's exactly the kind of feud that Becky Lynch needed. Sasha Banks is a heel on the main roster. People keep going, oh, Miller, she was healing team bad. That does not count. <laughs> you know, a proper heel on the main roster. I think <laughs> this has all the markings of something really good. I, I agree. Um, you know, taking all the backstage, you know, stuff, without all the rumors, whatever, you know, putting that aside and just focusing on what happened on TV, Sasha leaving after WrestleMania and then coming back right now at SummerSlam, or, you know, right after SummerSlam and going heel. Perfect. Mm. Uh, and this is and you can you can quote me on this too because I don't really care. As a Canadian, I it's so sad and so funny at the same time because I've been trying to get behind Natalia for years. I've been trying, I've been trying, <laughs> I've been trying. I really have, you know that that Canadian me is just trying to pull for her because she is really good in the ring, personality wise and acting wise. I cannot get behind her. <laughs> I just can't. I didn't. I've been doing. I. I it's like pulling teeth. Like I really, at this point, after ten years, I can't get behind her. So when she was facing Becky, and you know Becky was tearing her down, and she was Canada's new hero, I was like, yeah, for sure, I'm all for Becky. Go away, Natalia. Like I really don't care. <laughs> all of us were like, there was five SummerSlam, and not one of us wanted Natalia to win. That's amazing. So I don't. I can't speak. Yeah, I, I, I cannot speak for all the Canadians, obviously, but I do know a large chunk of Canadians don't care for Natalia. So like. <laughs> but when, when when Sasha came out and I was and she was in her you know that that purple wig and everything at first, I, I looked at her and I was like, okay, I want her to go heel here. She probably won't. She'll probably you know do something you know thank you know stick up for Natalia and whatever like that. But I was like, go heel, go heel, go heel. And then she hugged her. I was like, oh, it's not gonna happen. And then it happened. And I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> I just didn't I just didn't think of it. I was like, because uh, uh, sometimes you, you you sit there while you're watching wrestling and you just start fantasy booking in your head, right? And you, you don't think it's gonna come true. And then it came true. And I did not expect the wig, like going the blue hair. I loved it. It was just so good. And then then the audience was saying, you know, thank you, Sasha, after beating up their their you know their home country woman. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say what I liked about that as well, probably uh, a, a lesser uh, point. Like the fact that they pretended that Natalia broke her wrist or her arm, as she said. I like that because that takes her out of the title picture. Yes. Do you know what I, I mean? That was, I thought it was a really, really good way to do it. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, having the, the arm, the sling and everything. I was like, oh, look at her. She she got her arm broke. <laughs> I mean, it, it was good. And then she'll be off TV for a couple of months. And honestly... And, and not just Sasha Banks, too. I know because Natalia was in this segment. I am all for Like, I think the problem with Natalia is she's been the same character for 10 years. Yeah, she hasn't evolved at all. Like, at I know all. Trish, she has become, she's like the, in different ways, but she is the, um, she's Dolph Ziggler of, of the women's division, the sense that she'll be used when she needs to use them, but she never really evolves, never really changes. It's kind of just there. It's, you know, no one really minds having her around, but yeah, doesn't really move left or right. I really hate agreeing to that, but you're absolutely right. The Dolph yeah, Ziggler, wow, that's that's so that's dead on. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess like uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler's more there for oh, like the whole Goldberg thing. We need a bump machine. Okay, sweet, we can we can get Dolph Ziggler in. But he's he's a constant, right? He's there. Oh, we need someone to have a match. We need someone to fill a void. We need someone to fill a feud. Get Dolph in. That's what Natty does, and you can see. It, and she always smashes it. But you know who else always smashes it? Dolph Ziggler. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's just how I've always seen it. Because it's, it's weird. I don't like Natalia, but I don't hate Natalia. She's right. just there. And I, I have no, I, I'm completely neutral on her. I'm natty neutral. Natty neutral. I like it. Yeah. And but you, you want to feel something towards a, a performer, I think, before a character. Like you want to, 
you want to react to them. And I just, yeah, I just haven't. I just don't for one reason or another. I like that though. Hashtag nanny neutral. You got to make that trend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, it won't though, because people won't care enough. That's the problem. People, <laughs> people won't get behind it enough to do it. I think Nat is a, is a really, really good servant to the company, but I don't think she's ever going to be treated as uh, yeah, as a super big deal. But that's why I like the fact again, Sasha comes back, Banks comes back. I think it'd be a good feud. Yeah, I may be wrong, but I think you can get a good few months out of it. I think Sasha Banks could probably be the person to take the belt off Natty because I think then uh, uh, Becky because I think then she can get major heat for that like oh my gosh she came back she's an asshole and you know she then you know then took the title away from someone we really like and that's also how you cement someone as a good baby face you know yep. to get somebody really over and really popular they also have to be super mad <laughs> about the person that's stopping them from succeeding you know that you never forget that stone cold steve austin got so big as he seems to be a theme of this episode because vince McMahon was such a dick and again i'm not saying it's going to turn into vince versus steve austin but i'm saying i think becky Lynch needs right. that person that's not ronda rousey and that's not charlotte like i think she needs a more unique one so why the hell can't it be sasha banks i agree yeah yeah every feud needs that at some point every feud needs that absolute dick like that person that you just want to and not and not an exhausting feud like you know baron corbin seth Rollins, because that's not what i mean by that i mean just just that that pinnacle feud where you know it's not i mean charlotte and becky do have that really good you know back and forth chemistry with that but yeah sasha is a really good one because she's 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 on a whole other level sasha is really really unique and i really if if wwe is going to push this heel character sasha banks don't give her the title and then let her lose it after a month because that's what she's known for and i hate that yeah no that that we, we need to yeah and i um this is kind of like the Bray Wyatt situation. You know, yeah. he, need, he needed all these different changes so that we forgot all the pitfalls that he'd fallen into before, which is kind of cool. Why, you know, when he had his own head as a lantern, it was almost like saying, hey, I'm moving forward, I'm moving on. Right. But, but that also is the same with Sasha Banks. We need to forget that she, you know, always had those teasers of heel turns but didn't do it and could never hold on to a title and, you know, whatever else. Like, we, we need to make sure we move away from that. Absolutely. And I think it's really important that we, we, we stick to stick to those things going forward and we don't you know yeah well yeah just that exactly that don't fall back into old territory because it can be really harmful now if you damage a character twice fans may turn on them completely yeah i mean i've in my head i can think of three just matches off the top of my head you know like sasha and bailey in nxt right and then you have charlotte flair and sasha and i think it was hell in the cell or the 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 false count anywhere match where she put charlotte into the the railing there or something and did the the the, the bank statement or something like that it was a, yeah, yeah 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 there there sasha has dished out some amazing freaking matches and i think you know maybe this time off maybe that's why she was upset earlier you know did, did rumors and to be honest i wouldn't blame her because she has all the skill in the world and for her to have you know a title for only a month it's like come on push this woman you know she deserves it she really deserves it because she's proven time and time again that she can handle herself and she yeah. can knock out amazing matches uh, dude amen brother and that's why i'm looking forward to it and you know when you see what's happened to someone like ember moon that now just seems to have been used as filler agree i think i think we now need to we need to stop doing that because the women's division isn't deep enough for them to do that if i said to you right now who do you think is a credible competitor to win a raw or smackdown women's championship the names i come up with are becky lynch charlotte flair bailey but only just and probably sasha banks now she's back but ember moon needs a push i, I think alexa bliss is kind of there but again could be used better nikki yep. cross no i wouldn't believe it uh, and then I start running out of names, you know, because, you know, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, they kind of come and go. The Kabuki Warriors don't even know what happened with that. The Iconics, they're a better tag team. We shouldn't, they're, 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 they do what they do well. So, you know, I, I think the last thing we want to do is, is negate any more of those people. And it kind of feels like we've done that with Ember Moon now. I think that's nuts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ember Moon um, was always one of my favorite picks when she first came up. I was like, give this woman a title. And they've been, I mean, some of the feed that, or that last feed she was in with Mandy Rose. And I mean, I, to be fair, if anybody broke my Switch or my console, I'd be pissed off too. So <laughs> I, will, I, I will give her that one because if you break my PS4 or, you know, Switch, I, I, will, I won't be happy. <laughs> but the whole like, you know, Mandy Rose thing backstage and with Sonny DeVille, it was kind of dull. And it was like, come on, like you guys are better than this. Make make something, you know, a little bit more personal. And Ember Moon deserves more of that. Mandy Rose deserves more than that. Sonny DeVille is so 
underused. Yeah, she's good, isn't she? She's oh, really, really good. I became a fan of hers at Elimination Chamber when she, like, immediately, like, I, I was kind of watching her before that, but when I watched her go in Elimination Chamber, I was like, I'm sold. I'm a fan of Sonya Deville now. Like, yeah. Elimination Chamber did that for her, for me. Yeah, no, I, 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 the only thing I don't get, did you pick, I didn't really pick up on the fact that, um, Ages ago, people were telling me they were teasing some kind of relationship between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. And I was like, are they? <laughs> I had to go back and watch some segments. I still haven't got it. I, like I, a, I didn't get it at all. Like a relationship thing? Yeah. I didn't. I, that's what people told me. I was like, okay. I mean, look, I, I think WWE should do a story like that. The only reason I worry about it is because it's WWE. And nobody is more heavy-handed than WWE when it comes to that stuff. And that's why it scares me. Because I think they'll do it in a way that we'll all cringe and go, oh, no. It's not, this is not how you handle that stuff. But apparently that was a story. I was like, well, that's lost on me if that's the case. I didn't pick up on that at all. It was lost. Yeah, I think it was lost on me too. I never thought of them as you know a couple. I thought of them as just really good friends. Um, but I I know it's the the stereotypical cliche. You know, a lot of the times where you see two women or two men on TV like who are extra close to each other, and you automatically assume they have to be a couple. But I mean, people people thought that about the Iconics too a while back. So I mean. I, I, I just go with it. <laughs> I do. I do too. I just wanted to know if you'd picked up on it because I was like, I didn't pick up on that. No, I didn't pick up on it. That's right. I, I watched it three times. I was like, what am I missing? I don't, I don't get it. But no, it was very, that, that, that was very weird all around. Um, I guess the real question is, dude, who do you think Seth Rollins' is next feud is? If anything, I've seen. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Seth Rollins' can, next feud. Th- th- well, sorry, wanted... finish what you said, man. So I think there's a Skype glitch there. I think I interrupted you because I couldn't hear you. What were you going to say? Oh, no worries. Uh, but. Sonya Deville at times is, has kind of given the vibe, and it could have just been me, because, I mean, I know it's all well, set up, whatever, on TV. But it just seems that Sonya, on some level, is starting to get pissed off at Mandy Rose. I think there'd be a great feud there. I, I'd be up for that. I think that'd be really, really good. And, and to, at least they get some time on TV then as well. Although I quite like them as a tag team, though. I quite like... I just think, I just I think they're underutilized. I just think they're underutilized. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, but, uh, Seth Rollins, the next opponent... Jeez. Well, apparently, it's going to be Braun Strowman. Apparently, they are going to go in. Again, it's all rumors, speculation, yada, yada. But apparently, they are they are leaning towards that. Yeah, when he, when he came out on Raw there and handed Seth the title and everything. Well, okay, to be fair, and I, I kind of let myself get a little disappointed, which is my fault. But that, that ending Raw segment, I was like, okay, the OC, you know, facing Seth Rollins. I was all for, you know, AJ Styles potentially losing the US Championship and segueing into the Universal title. Because I am all for the OC. I am all for this original club, you know, whatever, New Japan reference, whatever. But I'm all for it because they've, they've redone their, their wrestling gear. They, they've done, you know, new things on the Titan Tron. I mean, it's still the AJ Styles theme, but it works. And, you know, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallus are getting pushed now. I'm all for it. And I thought, wow, AJ Styles is going to face Seth Rollins at the next pay-per-view. And, you know, we'll, we'll have a great feud there. Cool. Um, but... And Braun Strowman came out and Ricochet came out. I was like, oh, I don't want to see any more Ricochet and AJ Styles. And I, I love them both. Don't get me wrong. But that, that's been going on for two months now. I think it's time to move on. So, and WWE made that clear on Raw when they said, you know, to, or SummerSlam was two months ago when AJ Styles and Ricochet started doing this. And I was like, it's been two months? Okay. I'm. <laughs> right. So, but Braun Strowman going for Seth Rollins, uh, I'm not... I'm really not sure about that one because I I really don't know. I'm I don't really have much thought on it yet. But who knows what could happen on Raw, right? I mean Braun Stro- Braun Strowman could just kinda change his attitude and maybe go heal or something, or I don't know. But I mean if, if it's a good feud, I'm all for it. But I really wish they had have pulled the trigger on Braun Strowman like last year instead of like giving him Nicholas, instead of giving him like uh, <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> Nicholas was funny, but I mean there was just so much. He was on such a hot streak, and then they just took it all away from him. Like Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin hitting him with the title at uh, the Saudi Arabia event or whatever it was, and like it was just. I'm I'm lost on Braun Strowman now, and I I, I hate that I, I feel that because I remember you and I being on a podcast, you know, last year or something like that, and I was all for Braun Strowman. I couldn't. Yeah, lose. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, Braun Strowman doesn't have. He just gets to walk into the ring and demand things, and you know, he's crazy. And now I'm like, oh, a year later, I'm lost, and I hate that feeling. 
Mm, no, I think they I mean, you could switch it. They're, they're on, on Raw next week, we're going to have a, uni, a US title match, AJ Styles versus Braun Strowman. And yes, you yes. could have Braun Strowman beat AJ Styles, and AJ Styles goes into the universal title picture. I mean, it makes no sense, but that's WWE for you, isn't it? Like, when, when was the last time somebody challenged for a title after not losing? It's all about moving the, moving the chess pieces. And I think my thing is, as well, is I don't think you can take the belt back off of Seth so quickly, which means, again, you're starting to ember moon Braun Strowman. You're just using him to fit into, you know, into a position on the card to, to get through a few months. And I find that crazy. And look, if you're going to do it with anyone, yes, you probably can get away with it more with someone like Braun because he's massive <laughs> and he's always going to have credibility, right? I was having this conversation right. with someone. I, I won't name them because they, I'm sure they wouldn't mind, but they may not want to be named. But I was having this conversation with someone in wrestling the other day. He was giving me some feedback on one of my matches and we were walking through and watching some stuff. And he said, you know, the best thing about dudes like Braun Strowman is when they walk out, they can kind of do whatever they want because people will look at them and go, holy shit. <laughs> like, you know, who is that guy? And as soon as you have that reaction, that credibility, you're going to have more leeway. That's just how the human brain works. So I worry that they feel they know that's true. And that kind of is what they did with the big show a lot as well, right? You know, when they wanted to heat him up, they were like, and Mark Henry, Mark Henry especially, you know, when Mark Henry started destroying dudes in 2011 as the Hall of Pain thing. Yes. It only took a few weeks before we were like, yeah, I'd buy that. Because look at him. It looks like he could eat you. So it's yeah, like, I agree. You know, yeah. So I, I, I think that uh, that's my only worry with Braun Strowman is that they've kind of, again, they've done the Nicholas thing, they've done whatever else they've done just because. They're like, well, we can. It's Braun Strowman. Look at him. Yeah, I I, I agree with that too. That 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 match that Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley had too. That that uh, all was it. False Count Anywhere match was yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That they they really sold that. That was oddly really enjoyed that match. And that you know I know Bobby Lashley. I think is injured, but even not having him on TV right now is really selling that. Yeah. So no, yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, we we. Maybe Seth Rollins goes heel. <laughs> I mean, I know it's kind of dumb after his, you know, big face promo that happened, you know, prior to SummerSlam and everything. But, I mean, I don't know. And Earlier when I said I was uh, disappointed myself, I, I was starting to fantasy book again, like when I was watching Raw. And I was like, what if Bray Wyatt came out at the end of the... No, at the end, at the end of the night, and he beat up, you know, he beat up the OC, he beat up, um, you know, Seth Rollins, and he, then he raised the universal title in the air. And AJ Styles kind of was like, "Okay, I'm done here. I'm not going to have anything to do with this. You have fun with the fiend." <laughs> you know, dude. I, I, what I love, my favorite thing about it is that now anyone in the fantasy books goes, maybe right. Bray Wyatt turns up, maybe Bray Wyatt turns up. I love that. <laughs> I think it's great. But that's what it should be. And going back into our first conversation, yeah. that's what we should be asking. Well, who is he going to beat up next? Yeah, exactly. Who's he going to beat up next? I mean, I know the, like three months ago before SummerSlam, there was a poster that was leaked. I don't know if it was Photoshop, but it had half of the Fiend's face and half of Rollins' face. And I was convinced that, you know, that would have been SummerSlam, but then it turned out to be Lesnar or whatever, which is cool. But, and that also, I want to shout out to that just because I mentioned Lesnar. Lesnar versus Rollins was absolutely awesome at SummerSlam. Oh, I mean, genuinely one of the best main events in ages, I thought. I thought fantastic, especially because it was kind of like Roman Reigns and Brock at 31, WrestleMania. Everyone was like, meh, they don't like it. And they loved it. Same here. Everyone was like, meh, brilliant match. One of the best Brock matches I've seen just in general. And I love all Brock matches. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, he sold it well. I mean, it was a good, you know, 10, 15 minute fight. And it was just, I couldn't believe that Seth Rollins won clean. I mean, I'm not, not to, you know, poo on Seth Rollins. I just, you know, Brock's huge, right? So mm. I figured something would have happened, but no, it was great. It was really good. But I get, getting back to the Seth Rollins, you know, future opponent being Braun Strowman or AJ Styles or somebody, I mean, if it if it works out, I'm, I'm okay with it. I just, I'm kind of, I shall wait. <laughs> I'll wait for Raw and then see what happens then. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair. We'll see what's going on. Hey, maybe we do six-man tags for a while. Be a bit boring, but, you know, because that was my big criticism afterwards. I was like, oh, maybe this is us just holding fire. And then a few people are like, oh, no, no, I think they're actually going with Braun. I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I'd rather that. I'd rather a nice, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? Focus program. But if we... We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins, I guess, is different. Have we ever seen them fight? Probably. I can't even remember. It's so hard to remember WWE these days. Things change so quickly. I can't even remember. I'm trying right now. It doesn't ring a bell. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens, and then we will. Uh, we will continue on with our with our Braun our Braun Strowman craziness. As yeah, as now we. Well, I mean, the next thing I'm going to say, we built a clash of champions. We don't. We bleed. Um, we, we we build into to all out. 
which obviously is happening in a couple of weeks. You excited about it, man? Oh man, am I ever? I am so excited for All Out. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going all out for the event. <laughs> I'm getting a bunch of food to get a bunch of friends over and we're just going to have a time. Love it, dude. Ah, uh, see, that's what I like to hear. That's that deep. People sometimes people forget what wrestling is all about. I think it's going to be awesome. And obviously, then we move into their TV tapings, and then we move into the craziness, and we try and figure out what the hell is going on in the world of wrestling because you just don't know. You never know what's going to happen. And that's why, uh, it's why I like it so much. Uh, I think it'll probably calm down for the next couple of weeks until we get to until we get to All Out, uh, and then of course that weekend as well. You've got NXT UK Cardiff. You've got Real Quest, which we're hopefully going to cover on on What Culture. Hopefully, we're going to head down there and get some crazy interviews. Obviously, my friend Tamatonga is going to be there, so maybe we can talk to him and see how he's getting on. Obviously, being a right asshole uh, in the moment. And we will finish on this hilarious news, because I read it earlier on The Wrestling Observer, and I was like, brilliant. Apparently, Dominic Gutierrez, who is Rey Mysterio's son, is going to be hired by WWE soon, and he may even make his in-ring debut next year. So if you are an old fan like me, and you remember Dominic uh, being part of a storyline of custody battles, (laughs) he may... Yeah, who's the puppy? He may be about to become a professional wrestler. And I read that and I was just like, man, what a crazy flipping world we live in. He got tall. I mean, how's he taller than his dad? I don't really get how genetics works, but I was like, how does that work? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Ray, Ray Mysterio is only 5'6", I think, 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so, I mean, that, that's as tall as I am. I'm 5'7", I'm short. I think, I think he's smaller than that, you know, dude. Oh, is he? I okay. I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I look, he is, he's full, that says 5'2". Is that true? 1.68 meters in feet. We'll do it this way. Uh, that says 5.5. Five. I got 5.2 and 5.5. Five. I don't even know. That's two completely different things that I've just been told. But yeah, also 5.7. Five, five, it's 5.2, five, 5.7, five, 5.5, five, 5.6. Five, so someone tell me, how tall is Rey Mysterio? If you are Rey Mysterio, let me know. I, mean, I have no idea. I have no t- idea how actually tall he is. I know that he's short. That's about it. Well. Yeah, I'm actually curious now, too. I thought he was as tall as I am. (laughs) We we will find out. Somebody will always tell me. Somebody will always tweet me, usually followed by some kind of expletive. (laughs) That's usually how it works. Uh, So I look forward to it. On that very, very positive note, Cody, I'm going to thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thank you for coming on. As always, just a lovely, lovely chat, my friend. Yeah, for sure. And thank you so much. Um, uh, Just a quick shout out, though. Thank you for Hudokin, Shane McMahon. <laughs> how, d- how dumb is ups and downs these days? It's oh, the, most ridiculous, the most ridiculous thing in the world. If I was there, I would have done it with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Also, dude, make sure you uh, pimp out your podcast for anybody that wants to listen to it. Yeah, for absolutely sure. Um, I, it's, it's all set up now. It's uh, Lotus Moon Productions on SoundCloud, Lotus Moon Productions on Facebook. And if you want to see, if you want to find me on Twitter, Lotus Moon Prod. That's P R O D at the end. There you go. That's where you can find it. Uh, I am going to go on the podcast at some point, uh, but poor Cody has to try and work around my horrible schedule. (laughs) But we will. But we will. We will. We will figure it out. Uh, But in the meantime, yeah, dude, thanks so much. Everyone go check out his podcast. I guarantee you will. You will enjoy it. Uh, But in the in the meantime, yeah, thank you very much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week like we always are. I think the new schedule going forward is going to be 1 p.m. BST and 1 p.m. BST. uh, Sorry, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 1 p.m. BST over on my YouTube channel channel youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules or just search for simon miller uh you'll find me in my daft um in my daft wrestling gear you can just click it and subscribe that would rock and we're going to start doing like a few special episodes on the audio feed and a few special episodes on youtube just to try and spread the audience a bit more if we can but in the meantime um yeah you can follow me on instagram and twitter simon316 you can support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash simon316 if you're around london sunday evening in the ballam area head down to the bedford where i'm wrestling in the ewe heavyweight tournament got to keep progressing in that one and otherwise oh, i got wrestling merch too simonmiller.bigcartel.com but look have great days have great weekends enjoy whatever comes your way i hope i was able to provide you with a little bit of respite for the last hour or so and i will try and do so again next week next week